We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to another edition of the Soft Verbal Podcast presented by the College Corner. I'm Neil McCready, Zach Berry with me here today as well. You'll see uh, Zach, if you're watching in the live stream, you'll see Zach here in just a moment. I promise he's here. In fact, I'll prove it to you now. There he is. Congratulations. There's Zach. Even with a wave. Look at that. He's dialed in, ready for a, ready for a hardcore uh, recruiting podcast. Well, first we'll tell you about the College Corner. It's your one-stop Rebel Shop. Two locations in the Jackson area, in Ridgeland, the College Corner is next to Fleet Feet, and Flowood, it is next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, it's okay. You can go to the College Corner, collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Whether you're tailgating in Oxford or home gating with friends and family, the College Corner has you covered for game day with the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. I'm in the Clark Ford Studios, Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 is that number. Call it, ask for Corey Clark, tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes and business hours, right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle, you get your quote. The rest is up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. Zach, how are you? Neil. Doing well. The rain has, I believe, dissipated uh, for the time being, finally. Uh, I don't know how it was in Oxford, but it uh, pretty much rained here a week straight. Um, well, as you know, so. it, it rained on uh, Friday, and as you probably are well aware, it rained a lot on Saturday. Um, I would think the – I was actually surprised Saturday to see the pictures of the Walk of Champions in the Grove. Because if you had lived yeah. if you lived in Oxford on Saturday as the rain just pelted down, you thought, Well, this would not be a day to be in the grove. And so when you saw the people actually in the grove, there was like a window of, of good weather. And then mm-hmm. then you could kind of feel in the air that more rain was coming. And as you're probably aware, it, it absolutely stormed for a while on uh, Saturday night. So but yeah, they got, <clears throat> got a game in. I was there was a moment there where I kind of thought you know, if this system just stalls, I don't know when you play. Like, is it you tip? Do you kick off at eleven o'clock? But, but yeah, they got it in. Eight forty-five was one point. Someone said eight thirty, and I said that seems really uh, optimistic. But eight forty-five happened, and good for them. Glad it, glad it got in. Obviously, yeah. I had a inside source on uh, the kickoff, and by inside source, I mean I know someone that's on the uh, officiating crew. I figured um, as much. Yeah. And they were like, 
8.30, they said they're not moving it back. And so at that point, I guess the Lightning had basically – because they're going to play in the rain. I mean, you know, you've covered the sport. I mean, sure. that's the thing about football is especially Power 5 football and with a television time slot, they're going to get it in if they can. So that's what I was thinking. I was like, unless it just gets absolutely biblical out there, which I heard it was close to that. There, um, there were a few minutes where it looked kind of biblical. Yeah, you couldn't see across yeah. the field. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, close to a two-hour delay. Um, stayed up, watched it. Um, it was pretty dominant. I uh, I thought that there was a moment when Tulane was going to get a little spunky, and credit to Ole Miss, they, they hit him in the mouth, and uh, the rest is history, I guess, literally, because Matt Corral had seven touchdowns. So Lane Kiffin met with the media on Wednesday. I do a thing called um, What He Said, What He Meant, sponsored by MyPerfectFranchise.net. Yeah. I actually kind of enjoy doing it because it makes me – I don't know. I think Kiffin's press conferences are fairly entertaining because he has kind of a dry wit and sometimes he barely talks and you can kind of not even hear him. And Sometimes someone will get him kind of going on something, but – if you go back and just listen to, to transcribe what he said and read it and think about it, a lot of times he's using the uh, the media and that medium as a way to get messages across. And I thought yesterday, we're taping this on Thursday. I shouldn't. Yesterday's a horrible term to use in a podcast. I apologize. Um, on on Wednesday, obviously, Ole Miss doesn't play Alabama until October the second. So Ole Miss doesn't have a game this weekend. They're going to be out recruiting and stuff like that. But I thought it was pretty clear that he was using that platform on Wednesday to talk about recruiting and at times to talk to recruits. Um, he talked about how going through the, the Grove, I guess a couple hours before the game was scheduled to begin, so five-ish, I'm guessing, um, that it was electric, that he thought, oh, boy, the, the stadium's going to be pretty lit. And then, obviously, I don't think anybody's holding it against anybody who at 8.30 said, hey, come on. I mean, we we got to get out of here. We're soaked. It's cold. Um, we're not going to – little Johnny's not going to make it till 11.45. We might as well go someplace and watch. I mean, not, anybody who faults those kinds of people, shut up. And he didn't. He said, you know, obviously the weather impacted the atmosphere in the stadium – but that the camera shots are mostly on the field, and on the field they did a lot of things. 61 points in two and a half quarters basically is pretty electric. So mm-hmm. you're, you're in touch with recruits. It, it's very clear to me that Lane Kiffin feels like, and this is the first time that I've sensed this type of palpable confidence, that his program, at least at this point, three games into the twenty. 21 season his program has momentum nationally is resonating with elite kids is that fair yeah i think so and um i'll say this to all the students that are out there listening um i'm sure they tuned in right when they got out of class um for this one but you know (laughs) shout out to the students because honestly i was I, i had friends that were at the game and they were sending me pictures of how bad the rain was and throughout that hour half hour 45 that the game was delayed the students, for the most part, stayed. And I don't know if it's because they got a DJ there. They've got booze in the stadium now so they can go get a drink. They don't yes. have to leave to go to the Grove. And yes. So Keith Carter, check, check. 
good job there. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, no one's going to fault the student for leaving when you're completely soaked. The game hasn't started, and it's a non-conference game against a okay to good opponent. I mean, Tulane's not bad, but they stayed. Um, but I'll say this: the the folks that I talked to after the game on Saturday, all of them mentioned this, and I thought that it was interesting. And obviously, it's not planned. It wasn't planned in the official visit, or it wasn't planned in the unofficial visit. But because of the delay, a lot of the recruits got to hang around with the coaches longer, got to see the players longer, got to be in the locker room longer. Because as we all know, we've talked about on the show, more times than not, coaches would rather a kid wait to do an official after the season because they can spend more time with them. Because on a game day, you're game planning, you're meeting with your players, you're having position meetings, your focus is on the game. You're not worried about recruiting at that moment. But with the delay, Justin Martin said it, the quarterback out of California, Stone Blanton mentioned it. Um, a couple of the other guys, like Kyron Heath, the uh, Ole Miss commit, the, the tight end out of Texas was there for his um, official visit. He said the same thing. He said it was cool. They got to see what it was like during a weather delay, if you're ever in college and that happens. Um, they got to sit around with coaches longer. They got to you know, they had more meetings with the players to stay focused and to go over the game plan again. They got to sit in on that. Um, so that was, you know, obviously a, a, a non-organic thing that was built into their visit that I thought was was pretty interesting. Um, I didn't think about that at all until they mentioned it when I talked to them. But, yeah, I mean, I think this is kind of where Lane Kiffin is is kind of in the weeds. You know, that lion that's hunting a gazelle and he's kind of crouched down ready to take off. Um, I kind of sense this is how that staff is right now. They've got a they're 3-0, ton of momentum. I mean, all the hype is building for the game in a week. Matt Corral, top of the, you know, betting odds for the Heisman right now. Um, y'all talked about it on the show this week about, you know, will they or won't they do game day in Tuscaloosa? I mean, it's it's all there. So they have their, you know, they are the pulse of college football to most people right now. I mean, everybody's talking about the offense. The defense has improved. You know, what DJ Durkin and Chris Partridge have done is is starting to resonate nationally. I mean, I looked at the statistics. They're 50th in total defense right now. Um, it's against non-conference opponents, but that's better than being 117th. Um, Bill C's projections and SP Plus really like them defensively right now. So, yeah, I mean, it's if you're an Ole Miss fan, it, it's – it's good to be an Ole Miss fan right now because you are starting to feel the love, I guess you could say, because um, people were still kind of, you know, can Matt Corral stop the turnovers? Can the defense get better? They've answered those questions so far. Oh, look, they're better on offense than they were a year ago. We keep talking about the offense like it's been just this continuity. No, they're better than they were a year ago because they're which not. Is, they're which not, is wild to say without Elijah Moore. But they're not turning the football over. A year ago they had some turnover issues. Uh, so far this year. They haven't turned the ball over, but the one time Henry Parrish had a fumble, and frankly, the kid for Tulane just made a great play. At some point, you do have to. Mm. The other team's trying to play football too, and, and you you got to give them credit. And that kid put the helmet right on the ball, and the ball came out, and that's what you kind of teach tackling. And there's a reason you teach it that way because it can lead to turnovers. Regardless, they're they're much better on defense. Also, I mean, they've gone from as you said, one seventeen to fifty five ish, which is a mm. uh, a massive jump, just a massive jump. So um, yeah, they, and they've got a lot of momentum. So let's let's talk about some recruiting. 
Uh, Jalen Jones commits the uh, kind of athlete quarterback slash safety. He's going to play defense at the college level. Um, a big 6'3", 215 kid from Little Rock, I think Parkview, something like that. I, I, I can't remember the exact school. I think, it, I think it's Parkview Magnet. It's in Little Rock. Okay. Um, a guy who's just putting up terrific numbers so far this season in his senior year. Uh, what What's the latest with him? Real quick, uh, trivia question, and I I know this from high school. I learned this in high school. Uh, Parkview uh, recently blew out Pine Bluff. This is a two-parter. Do you know the mascot of Pine Bluff High School, and do you know who their most famous alum is? Pine Bluff High School, their mascot is the uh, the uh, Panthers. And their most famous alum is um, mm, Clubber Lang. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I'm double checking to make sure. Okay, no, I was right. Um, the Pine Bluff High School Zebras. Oh, wow. That's the only zebra I've ever heard of. They're called the. Uh, they're nicknamed the zebras, the Z's, or just Z's, um, which which makes for some interesting uniforms. They obviously have the stripes on the shoulders. Um, I played there in in a tournament in high school for baseball, and I figured out who their most famous alumni is for good reason because we were there for baseball. It is Tory Hunter. Oh, is that right? Yeah, and I was watching some some cut ups of of Jalen white and they actually, the football field is Torrey Hunter field. So I would imagine that Torrey Hunter, a professional athlete played some football too, and was probably pretty good. That's probably a safe um, bet. Torrey Hunter was one so, the hell of a major league baseball player. So it stands to reason that <laughs> he was probably yeah. a good high school athlete. I'm, I'm going to venture to guess that's accurate. Yeah. If you play 19 seasons in the majors, you're probably pretty athletic. Um, yeah. Yeah. Jalen white um, this year is playing a ton of quarterback, for uh, for Parkview and um yeah I mean he's essentially just an athlete back there um reminds me a ton not that just basically what he does for his football team uh for those that probably remember Will Redmond out of Memphis East who went to Mississippi State plays in the NFL right now basically their offense is what East did with Will Redmond it's just Jalen White right Jalen White left um he runs a lot of zone read but he throws the football a little bit too um but he's going to play safety in the, at the next level. Um, might grow into a linebacker. Might grow into kind of a Otis Reese type. I was going to say at that size, six three two fifteen, he could easily end up being six four two thirty, which is kind of linebacker yeah. size. Yeah, he can really run, um, but really physical too. Um, I put his junior tape because I don't. He plays some defense this year, but he's mostly playing quarterback for Parkview because they need him or I don't think the offense can do much, but um, they got a pretty good one, two punch there. I cannot remember his name, but his teammate running back is committed to Arkansas. So he's a pretty solid high school player too. Um, But yeah, he does a lot of zone read and just out, just out athletes people, but yeah, really physical um, from his junior tape, zero signs of being shy of contact. So um, with that size and, and speed, I anticipate him probably playing a lot of special teams and fighting to get into that rotation in 2022 at the uh, third level. You mentioned Arkansas. I know they were recruiting him at one point. 
I got the impression that things sort of fell apart. What what happened there? It it appears I reached out to a couple of people and they couldn't really speak specifically of any one thing. Um, it just kind of seemed like on the visit they just nothing really jived. Um, and it could also, you know, Branson Robinson's the type, you know, from Germantown High School in Madison, Mississippi, just wanted to leave, just wanted to go do something different. Sure. Um, I think I, I think that probably played a role where he really connected with Coleman Hutzler and Randall Joyner. They were his two primary recruiters. Um, when I talked with him after his unofficial in July, he said he just loved the coaching staff. He loved the energy. Um, you know, I think a lot, there were a lot of question marks early on with the staff when they were hired and, um, you know, came highly regarded, but they were all really young. And, and that's a fair, you know, that, that's, that's fair to be concerned just because they don't have a ton of experience. They don't have, um, you know, longevity at a power five position. Um, but I think that that, that youth on the staff is resonating with a lot of recruits where it's just a lot of energy and guys are just really connecting with the staff early on. Jake Thornton's done a really nice job. He's really young, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I just think he, connected well with those two coaches. He likes Lane Kiffin. Um, and then obviously he likes what he's seen on the field so far in 2021. So some other guys visited. Um, I know there's a lot of focus on Justin Martin, the quarterback from California who has subsequently decommitted from Cal. Mm -hmm. And I think there was an assumption and it might still be accurate. I don't know. There was an assumption that, Hey, Justin Martin was decommitting from Cal to do it the right way so that he could turn around and commit to Ole Miss on the heels of his official visit. Again, as we tape this Thursday, a little before one o'clock, that commitment has not happened yet. There's talk about him visiting UCLA, which wouldn't come until next month, sometime in October. What's kind of your, your sense on what's going on there? So when I talked to him, um, and every time I've, spoken with Justin, he, you don't, you don't get this a lot in covering recruiting and you've done it too. So I'm sure you can attest to this, but, um, probably one of the nicest kids that I've talked to in a long time, um, always gives really thorough answers that you can tell that he's really thought about. Um, but yeah, I get the sense that he's wanting to be as respectful as possible to everybody that's recruiting him. He's not doing it for for attention. He's not doing it to, you know, go out and get a bunch of free trips. I think he legitimately wants to to go through his options. Um, when I talked to him earlier this year, he mentioned he didn't really get a recruiting process as a junior because in California he didn't play his junior year until the spring. Um, so he was kind of focused on getting ready for that. He didn't get that junior year where that fall you take a ton of unofficial visits and start to you know go through who you like and who you don't like um so i think he's just wanting to get to experience recruiting and then i think the the interest from chip kelly and ucla is genuine i think yeah. that he wants to see that through and um he told me that the game that he plans to go to is you know probably going to be a good one ucla lost to fresno in a wild one this past weekend but they're hosting Oregon. That'll be a big time game that I think he wants to go and see what the atmosphere is like, and and then try to make a decision after that. He he told me he wasn't he wasn't going to delay it too much because he doesn't want to keep people waiting because I, he's a kid that understands how it works. Yeah, it was interesting because Kiffin in his press conference on Wednesday was asked about the offenses getting so much better in the SEC, kind of across the board since 
he started you know in the SEC as a head coach at Tennessee in what was it 2008 um mm-hmm. and and he answered the question <laughs> this is a good question Nick Suss asked the question it was a really good one and 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 Lane gave it the respect that it deserves but he shifted in mid-answer to you know all the good players play in the SEC and he referred to California specifically and it felt like in that moment he was talking to Justin Martin without talking to Justin Martin. I just found that interesting. And I could be completely wrong. Lane could have been referring to a player somewhere else. He could be referring to Matt Corral, who's a Californian who's uh, doing pretty good things right now on the Ole Miss roster. He referred to Hawaii, which could have easily been a reference to Tua Tungvaloa. I, d- I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. But it was an interesting answer, and I kind of felt like at the time it was, my opinion, it was – talking to recruits, maybe a specific recruit, about, yeah, the best players come to play in the SEC, which is if you're trying to beat UCLA at this point for a quarterback from California, that's the message is that the best players play here. Look at the quarterbacks that the SEC is producing on a pretty regular basis at this point, including the one at Oxford who's from California. I mean, it's it's a pretty easy message to put together. Yeah, and and – for those that are, you know, maybe a little, you know, uneasy or maybe a little antsy about, you know, well, I thought he was just going to flip right away. And I think that the staff is going to stick with what they've done. They're not going to push for commitments. They're going to be patient. And, you know, they've said this whole time that, you know, basically with these these two guys that were in town for official visits, Justin Martin's been their number one guy quarterback this whole time. And Quinshawn Judkins, the running back that we'll get to out of Pipe Road in Alabama, He's been Kevin Smith's number one guy at running back. They're going to be patient. They're not going to push. They're not going to hot box them when they're in town. They're not going to say, hey, you got to commit now or you're loot. No, they're not going to do that. So, But that's how you end up getting kids who are, frankly, soft verbals. I mean, you end up getting kids who are – yeah, they commit, but they're not really committed. They committed because that got you the hell off their back and reserved a spot. Yeah. But it's not a convicted commitment. And so other people continue to recruit because, duh, and you end up losing a quarterback in December, and and then you're scrambling. You don't want to do it that way. I mean, there comes a point where you got to say, hey, got to know, really in the next day or so, got to know what you're doing. But I don't know that September the 20-something is that day. That that feels feels like a really good way to get burned, and that's just not the way they operate. And frankly, I think it's really smart. Yeah, so – if, and I think that they they trust what they've done. They trust the work they've put into his recruitment and what they've put on the field because, I mean, Justin Martin didn't shy away from, from commenting on the offense or Matt Corral's performance or Lane Kiffin. I mean, it's all in the in the interview there on rebelgrowth.com where he spoke as highly as you could about the offense, said it was probably the best offense in the country, said that, Lane Kiffin's history of working with quarterbacks and getting them ready for the NFL speaks for itself. And, you know, he's built a relationship with Matt Corral, you know, hanging out with him a couple times since he's been in town and then also the the California connection. So if, if he wants to, if he told the staff, if he was honest with them and said, you know, I love what you guys are doing. I want to see this through and, and take a visit to UCLA. If he's the number one guy, they're going to say, okay, yeah, that's fine. Well, you know, let us know, you know, make your decision after that. We'll, we'll be here waiting on you. So um, they're not going to push or pressure him into doing anything that he's not ready to do yet. So um, 
I don't think the the immediate flip is is a bad sign. Um, I think that he just wants to take his visit because he didn't get to experience recruiting. So that's I think that's where they're at with with the quarterback position right now. Um, I will say I won't pressure you into going, but uh, but Justin Martin um, spoke highly of it, and uh, him and his family made a return to Lamar Yard on uh, South Lamar in Oxford. Um, him and his dad went and enjoyed it for his unofficial and he took his mom back and said they, uh, they had a good time again, 10,000 square feet of indoor space and three quarters of an acre of outdoor space, full stage, indoor, outdoor projectors, three bars, a children's playground, parking on site and more, uh, all of that with open fire barbecue. And, uh, look, that's probably as good a place as any to spend your bye week Uh, it's going to be, uh, games all over the place on every screen. Go there and uh, enjoy some good food. Take the kids. You got the playground. Um, and, uh, yeah, enjoy some barbecue and some good sides. And also, you can uh, go ahead and talk to them about getting things set up for uh, the next home game against Arkansas. They now provide catering and private event rental options. Uh, so perfect for the Grove or any other big celebration that you might have. That's Lamar Yard on South Lamar. Check them out at lamaryard.com. Podcast also brought to you by Sola on South Lamar. Chef Erica and her committed team of food and beverage enthusiasts are bringing top-notch cuisine and libations to you six days a week. Happy hour three to six, fresh squeezed margaritas, ramen, two-for-one Moscow mules, all of that and more. You can get it in-house or curbside pickup. Check them out, solaoxford.com or call them at 662-238-3500 and place your order today. Podcast also brought to you by Kelly English Restaurant Group. If you're uh, looking to do something a little fancy, maybe um, do some cooking at home during the bye week, look no further than Kelly English Restaurant Group. You can do nationwide shipping. Um, All that is at irisetc.com, or you can book a virtual cooking class for uh, Friday night or Saturday, um, table22.com slash iris. And when you do, use promo code SOFTVERBAL, all caps. Soft Verbal 21 for half off your first month of cooking with Kelly. Soft Verbal is also brought to you by Cherokee Valley Golf Course. You can see the uh, the hat here on the dome. Um, go check out Cody Allen and the crew in Olive Branch, Mississippi. Take on the challenge of their wide plush soils of fairways, large championship Bermuda greens. Um, if you're just looking to go and work on your game as the uh, weather is starting to dip a little bit lower, it's a little bit... Uh, a little bit nicer to go play 18 holes. You can go there. They have two putting greens, driving range, and a chipping green. All of that at olivebranchgolf.com. You can book your tee time there or call them at 662-893-4444. All right, let's talk about – you mentioned Judkins, uh, Quinshawn mm-hmm. Judkins. He is making his announcement public. I think was on, he's waiting to do it on his birthday, which is the 29th. Is that correct? Did I get that right? Yes, I believe so. So we got uh, next, uh, yeah. Since next Thursday? Wednesday. Next Wednesday? Okay. Um, yeah, so he was in town uh, for his official, um, and I will say full disclosure, um, we had exchanged messages about doing uh, an interview. I've said it before in the Chicks. He's a very quiet and reserved kid, um, doesn't talk a lot. Um, I spoke with him in person when we were there, um, when they had the, uh, the barbecue weekend, very soft spoken kid. So doesn't want to talk too much, but I also think he's kind of wanting to focus on his senior season. Um, sat out a couple weeks, had a little bit of a quad injury that was bugging him. 
but uh, came back and. Uh, Can you have a little bit of a quad injury? I mean, in all fairness, if your quad's hurting, it's not a little bit of a quad injury. <laughs> I, when I when I yeah, I mean that. <laughs> I mean, I'm just. You know, maybe I mean? he's, that you know, would hurt. Built different. Um, but yeah, I talked to somebody in Alabama. They said that he wasn't playing the first couple of weeks just to make sure he was a hundred percent. Um, came back immediately, had a game, scores four. Uh, I think he had five total touchdowns. Um, so he's back playing for Pike Road. They're undefeated. Um, took an official to Notre Dame for their uh, close win a couple of weeks ago, and then came to Oxford. It was his fourth trip this year. Um, I think all signs right now point to Ole Miss. I just uh, checked. Um, Sam Spiegelman, Rivals National recruiting analyst, put his future cast in um, earlier today. Um, I talked with I should Mike do a, Singer. I should do a future cast. I've I've done like one future cast in three years. Would anybody notice if I put a future cast in? There's probably somebody out there that's waiting on you to do it, <laughs> and. I feel like I know the perfect one that you should put in. Um, oh, God. Can you imagine? <laughs> um, yeah. I, so I talked with Mike Singer of Blue and Gold, um, the uh, Notre Dame rival site. Um, he thinks that just kind of the vibe they got, um, Notre Dame put up a fight, but I think most people expect him to choose Ole Miss. Uh, I've said it plenty of times, Kevin Smith, Loves his game. Um, I actually said this. Somebody asked for a, a comp, and you know, I said, you know, the guy that I'm going to com- compare him to was ranked a little bit higher than Quinshawn was. Um, but I just I've watched his tape, and, and and look, I mean, I'll pat myself on the back a little bit. But his high school coach actually said the same guy when someone asked him in an article. But uh, he reminds me a ton of T.J. Yeldon. Um, who was a five-star top 20 player when he was coming out of high school, but just that very similar good lateral movement, um, not incredibly fast, but has enough speed to run away from people. But um, he's a patient runner. He's really strong, built really well in the lower body. He's about 205 now. Um, I expect him to pick Ole Miss, and uh, I think – I don't know if there's a – if there's any kind of ratings boost that's coming down the road, maybe with a strong senior year, he might get one, but I don't think it matters. Um, you can trust Kevin Smith's evaluation over um, anything that's on a, you know, a star rating. Um, but they, they really like his game. And um, I think that he gives them another versatile Henry Parrish type back who can kind of do it all um, can run between the tackles, can run away from you and can be effective out of backfield. So I just made my first future cast in at least two years, maybe three years. Hell, it may be my first one ever on uh, okay. on Judkins. So there you go. You taught me. There it is. Neil McCready's you in see there. One oh seven p.m. Yeah, right, there it is. <laughs> that was um, exciting. I mean, it almost makes me want to just go do. I just pull up random kids and just make a future cast. That would piss off some people at Rivals, but it would be funny for me. But I won't do it. I will resist yeah. the urge. Yeah, so um, Auburn got into his top three. I thought that was interesting because um, I didn't really get the sense that Auburn was in it. I thought that it was going to be – Florida was in it for a long time, and then I thought it was kind of down to Notre Dame and Ole Miss. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, he will select uh, Ole Miss whenever he makes his declaration. But, yeah, I mean, I think this is a really good pickup 
Um, again, he's a six foot two hundred five running back that uh, was all state in Alabama five A football, um, and I think he's probably well on his way to uh, being an all state selection again because uh, Pike Road is really good. Um, also have a big twenty twenty three offensive tackle that Ole Miss is recruiting, Bison Lang, which is a fantastic name. What's his name? Um, Vison Lang. Like V I S O N? It's V, I think it's V Y S E N. Oh, Dyson, um, like the vacuum cleaner. Oh, no, no, with a V. Yeah, V. With a v. v is in victory. V Y S E N. Oh, um, that's a great name. Yeah, it's a great name. He um, probably needs to get a little bigger. He's, you know, 6'5, uh, like 315. So, you know, not, not too big. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, Ole Miss is recruiting him pretty heavily. Um, Think about what you just said. A kid who's 6'5", 315, and you said he probably needs to get bigger. I mean, I, you know, if he wants to play at the Power 5 level, Neil, he's, you know, got to get bigger. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, um, yeah, I, Juckins, I, I think, is, is going to join this 2022 class, and I think Ole Miss fans probably need to get ready. Probably going to be a busy end of September and then a busy October. Um They've got some guys lined up that I think they're uh, they're trying to add to this class, and I think they're gonna they're gonna close on. All right, one that I'm kind of curious in because I like watching drama, and and he's a in-state kid, and the whole Mississippi State commitment and two sports and all that stuff is Stone Blanton. I think there's been an assumption for a long period of time by most people that you know at the end of the day he's he's going to go to Mississippi State wants to play baseball, is committed to Mississippi State baseball. They just won the national championship, et cetera, et cetera. And it's my understanding that their baseball program has done a pretty good job recruiting him. I'm hearing that their football program has not done as good of a job recruiting him. Ole Miss has, and that, uh, and I think you said here a week ago, two weeks ago, I don't remember. I do so many podcasts in the football season that I, they, they, I can't – there's no way I can remember them all. Um, that – Football was going to take priority from a decision standpoint. So what's the latest with Blanton? I know he was at Ole Miss. He's going to Mississippi State this weekend. Are we getting close to a final decision? I think so. Um, another kid that was was pretty candid in, in every time I spoke with him. He was very honest. Um, and the last time I talked with him, the, the interviews up on rebelgrove.com, he, you know, he said he pretty much got to the point where he had almost written off Ole Miss. He wasn't going to. Wasn't going to go visit. Wasn't going to give him any any look. Um, I think for the longest time, people thought it was a Mississippi State South Carolina battle. He uh, took an official there in the summer. Really liked Shane Beamer and, and what they're doing. And, and look, I mean, say what you want about them as a as a football team, but defensively, um, they get after you. So I think that that was a big draw for him. But he said that DJ Durkin. Um, and Lane Kiffin never stopped recruiting him and they kept on him. And he finally said, you know, okay, I'm going to take some visits. So, uh, came in the summer for two unofficials and then, uh, took his official last weekend with his family. And, uh, I really think Ole Miss is in this right now. I, uh, put my future cast in for him to pick Mississippi state. Um, that was, yeah, it was back in July. Um, I just figured the, the baseball thing was going to kind of help. Mississippi State beat out everyone else, but you know I posted in the chicks that. So how does that work? Do you get to change your your future cast? Oh, if I, oh yeah, I can change it. Um, 
they give you, I guess if it's like a, if they have like a designated time that they're committing, um, I think you get up to a certain point where like, you can't just go in and change it like five minutes before they do it. Um, so if I went in right now, just to add to my percentage and future casted Jalen, uh, white to Ole Miss, would I get credit for that one? <laughs> no, can't do it that way. Um, but yeah, so I, I still, I'm really close to, to possibly flipping it because I think that he is very, very keen on Durkin. Um, he was another guy that benefited from the weather delay where he got to spend more time with the staff. He got to sit in on meetings. And I think they're really pitching him the idea of coming in and being the guy in the middle, um, you know, being a Lakia Henry type, a Chance Campbell type. Coming in, you know, Sonogo, those guys are going to be gone soon, and he sees an opportunity to come in and play. And I think that the two-sport element is huge here because we, you know, you want to talk about a dead horse that's been beaten. We've talked about that on this show tons of times with how Taiwan Malone, John Rice Plumley, Jerry Neely, all these two-sport guys that, that have come to Ole Miss and um, have, you know, really – enjoyed the experience of playing both and he talked about that with John Rice Plumley, where the coaches work together to make sure that the time is split you know effectively to where they can still get their work in in both sports and um, I would probably venture to say that Mike Leach probably hasn't worked that well with Chris Lamonis in that aspect I think Lamonis has done his fair share of recruiting and then some with Stone Blanton um, they obviously just won a national title in college baseball so um, that's huge, but I'm, I'm going to be watching this one closely this weekend when he's in Starkville for his official visit. This is going to be his last one. And, uh, I think he's going to make a decision soon after. I don't think it's going to go to signing day. I, I, I really don't anticipate him waiting to do anything at the Under Armour game. I think he's going to want to decide and get it over with. So if you had to predict today and no one, no one will hold you to this one way or the other, um, what would you pick? Uh, I think I still lean state. Maybe like, I don't know, 51, 49 at this point. I mean, I, it's like I think, six, six flame emojis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I do think that he is really considering Ole Miss because he obviously knows he wants to play two sports. So if you go to Ole Miss, it's not like you're, you know, Oh, well, I guess I'll play baseball there. Like, oh, this is a good baseball program, so he can play sure, there. Sure. Um, I, I'm interested to see how it goes this weekend because I, I really don't think the family is a factor here because there's a lot's been made about his parents are both state fans. Um, he's got some family pushing him to Ole Miss, so that probably cancels that out a little bit. Well, yeah, he's got two brothers that went to Ole Miss, and then one of them runs an agency that represents John Rice Plumley. Um, so uh, we talked about that in the interview where he's talked with John Rice about playing both sports. And, um, you know, his brother is obviously talking with John Rice a lot because of that. So I think that there's part of him that kind of might want to do his own thing and not really, well, my parents are like, you know, they like state. So I guess I'll go. No, I, I don't think that ever really happens in recruiting. I, I don't think a parent's going to say, well, if you don't pick state, then I'm going to be mad. Like, no, a mom and dad's not going to do that. Be a really wow. terrible parenting move. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, on the scale of how to be a really bad parent, that would that would be up there. That would yeah, 
that's a really bad way to treat your kid. I've never uh, understood yeah, I mean, the people that do that. Of You will go to this school or else. I mean. Yeah. That, that and maybe maybe I'm talking on both sides of my mouth here, Neil, but I think that this weekend Mississippi State is playing a little bit of catch up because I do think Ole Miss has all the momentum right now in his recruitment. So they're going to have to basically sell him again on playing football in Starkville. So it's a. Uh, yeah, if you're, if you're an Ole Miss fan, you want to watch what he does this weekend pretty closely. It's a fascinating game in Starkville this weekend. I've been saying it for two weeks. LSU, Mississippi mm-hmm. State is just I, – I go – I went on record. I picked Mississippi State today. I don't know why. I, it, I, I don't know. I, I, Jeffrey basically said the same thing I did where he was like, I, I have no idea what to think of this game. Yeah, on one day I'll think LSU's going to win that game handedly. And the next day I think, no, this is – this is Mississippi State's going to kind of rise up. This is going to be their stand. And, and – I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm just cheering for the LSU train to go off the tracks so hard that I'm skewed. Yeah, I, I don't know. This could be a game where Mississippi State just grabs it and just takes hold of it, takes possession of the game, well, now, and that, secures if it. If that happens, Zach, it's going to get salty in Baton Rouge. Now, I'm <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you if, if it's one thing maybe if LSU loses a twenty eight to twenty seven game or something, but. If if it's like a thirty-five to seventeen type game, good luck, Ed. Maybe a long week. Yeah, maybe a long, maybe a it. long month. Yeah, you hate, hate to see it. Uh, I tell you what, you don't hate to see. You don't hate to see Daniel Barfield, Barfield Wealth Management. They will uh, sit down with you as they have been for more than twenty years with individuals and businesses in the Oxford and North Mississippi area. They uh, have both CFP and CPA designations. They're affiliated with the Advisors Resource Council. It's a registered investment advisory firm with offices in Oxford, New Orleans, Dallas, and the surrounding areas. They offer comprehensive financial planning, including investment management, estate and tax planning, insurance planning, business retirement plans, and more. 662-236-6454 or visit his site, barfieldwealthmanagement.com. Learn how he can help you. Excuse me. We're also brought to you by Billy's Small Batch Bacon. My old friend William Stitt has mastered the art of bacon. He uses bacon selected from the finest hogs, hand-turned every two hours in small batches, and uh, rubbed with nitrate-free pink curing salt and brown sugar molasses at his uh, restaurant and grocery in Fairhope, Alabama. It's called Old 27 Grill. Uh, Billy has perfected the bacon curing process. It takes eight days to perfectly cure bacon, not seven, not nine, eight. You need to try it, and if you do, you might never eat supermarket bacon again. Billy'sBacon.com, B-I-L-L-E-S, Bacon.com, and try it today. We're also brought to you by Alpha Specialties, located at 1670 Highway 80 in Pearl, Mississippi, Alpha is your trailer-specific professional. If you want to haul it, they can call it at Alpha. It's the premium trailer dealership in Mississippi. They've got Load Trail. It's the premium brand trailer, highest quality utility equipment, dump, and gooseneck trailers being built today. They've also got uh, Load Trail trailers, Hallmark Cargo trailers. They've got uh, the ability to work with third parties to have game day trailers, concession trailers built just for you. They have spare tires and wheels, full selection of trailer parts and accessories, they do all types of truck accessories. They can repair all types of trailers. So you need to give them a call if you are needing any type of trailer service. 601-932-9798 or check them out at alphaofms.com. Also brought to you by Jennings Executive Search. 
Jennings Executive Search specializes in the recruitment of accounting, finance, strategy, corporate development, and data science professionals from the staff to C-level in all industry. Whether you're a small business owner who needs a finance leader, whether you work in private equity or you run a team at a Fortune 500 company, John and his recruitment team of former public accountants will simplify the hiring process by presenting you with a short list of only the most qualified candidates. To learn more, go uh, look him up on LinkedIn at John Jennings, J-O-N Jennings, or you can email John at JenningsExec.com or call 404-536-3000. been telling you about this on Rebel, on the Oxford on podcast, I should say. Muddy Water Outdoors, go there, enter the promo code Rebel Grove, you get 35% off all of the, uh, the new camo stuff, the new Muddy Water Lady camo stuff, uh, the... Uh, tri-zone heated jackets and vests starting to get cool outside be hunting season before you know it the cold months around the corner football season goes fast and on the tail end of football is the uh, chilly weather here so you want to get ready at muddywateroutdoors.com again promo code rebel grove for 35 percent off and we're brought to you by joey erickson at heron gear chevrolet let joey help you find the vehicle you're looking for at a price you can afford Choose from a full selection of new Chevy vehicles or get a great deal on numerous brands of reliable pre-owned vehicles. 662-571-2367 if you want to call or text, or you can visit him in person at 1685 High Street in Jackson today. All right, uh, we talked about Blanton. We talked about Judkins. Who are some of the other guys that you've got an eye on here in late September, early October? It's still... Hearing a lot of good things about Jarrell Stinson, the uh, athlete out of Opelika. Um, I think they're recruiting him as a defensive back, but he kind of does it all in high school. Um, I think Ole Miss is in a good spot there. Um, my pick is in for Ole Miss to land him. And then uh, Tyler Banks, um, another athlete out of Virginia, who's uh, a little bit bigger than Stinson in the athlete category. Yeah, I've heard um, some buzz on this kid. I know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he's two third, about two thirty five, two forty. Um, definitely a linebacker. Um, I don't think they would move him down to like a Cedric Johnson type weak side end. I think they'll keep him at linebacker. But um, he was very, very complimentary of his visit to Oxford when he came, and then um, I think that Ole Miss is in a really good spot there. I don't think Virginia Tech, who was thought to be the favorite for a while. I don't think they are much of a factor right Get another big-time prospect there. Um, uh, let's see. If I had to look at anyone else, um, I could be somebody we hadn't talked about in a while, and he'll be in Oxford later this season for the LSU game with uh, – a certain 2023 prospect that we don't talk about much. Um, Antonio Williams, the uh, receiver at a Dutch fork in South Carolina. I think Ole Miss is in a really good spot there. I continue to play wait and see because Clemson is always going to be lurking. Um, they haven't offered yet, but he's visited there. Um, they're going to be a factor because they're a national program, but um, I think Ole Miss is in a really good spot there. He's, um, Murphy Holloway's stepson. There's all those connections there. Um, the whole family will be in town for that official visit for the LSU game. Um, so I, I think these offensive prospects that are seeing this offense in person 
whether it's for the first time or they're actually getting an up-close look at how this offense operates, I think it's starting to really – I think prospects are taking notice that, okay, like this is this is probably the best offense in college football right now. All right, we went 46 minutes and 44 seconds without directly referencing uh, Arch Manning, which might be a record here on the show. Kudos to both of us. Um, he took the visit to Georgia – He'll be in Tuscaloosa next weekend. He's visiting Ole Miss October 23rd, that weekend for the LSU game. Still planning a visit to uh, Clemson, and he's still planning a visit to Texas. But he he took the visit to Georgia, and he wore a Georgia hat. So it's over, right? <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, he, was, he wore a hat. I mean, yeah. I mean, it has been my discovery that if you put on a hat, it's over. Well, I – you saw that there were some students at the game that painted up and said, we want arch. So sure. that, I mean, I you should go ahead and just put the future cast in now. I, mean, I could, you could sort of see the thought bubble like over his head at the stadium going, you know, dad, they painted their chest and their backs. Yeah. I mean, they even I mean, did a little chant. They chanted. Said they wanted him. They said my name. Yeah. Um, sometimes it works. You know, the, the fans uh, chanted for Malik Newman, and they didn't get him. So, Yeah. Chanted for Johnny O'Brien back in the day. It didn't work out. Ooh, that's a throwback. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, I've, yeah been, I mean, I've been doing I this think, a lot uh, longer than I thought I would when I started in 2008. <laughs> <laughs> you know, here, Arch is he's going to get to see Ole Miss in person twice. Um. And that's not me throwing out a read between the lines thing at all, but he will see them at Alabama next week, and then he'll see Ole Miss in Hemingway for the LSU game when they retire his uncle's number. Um, I anticipate he will be on the field for that presentation. Um, I would think, yeah. 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 <laughs> probably, if, if I'm a betting man, I'd probably say that somebody's going to start a We Want Arch chant at some point while he's out there. I think that's um, I think that's a safe assumption. I, I do. So really, really going to upstage Uncle Eli. So um, Eli, big, Eli getting his jersey. Is his jersey being retired in in New York this weekend, or is it Ring of Honor, or both, or what? Oh, is it? I, I don't know. Yeah, for the Falcons Giants game, I'm pretty sure this is Eli Manning Day. Okay, all right. I could be wrong. Now I'm, I'm hopeful because if I'm wrong on that, I look like a complete. More of a complete idiot than I normally do. Which is, I will take your word for it. I I do not know. Let's see. I'm pulling up Eli Manning. Uh, September 26th. It's Eli Manning Day at MetLife Stadium. A day in which Manning's jersey will officially be retired and he will be inducted into the team's ring of honor. So I'm there right. You there you go. I, 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 for just a minute, when you looked at me with like a look of blank confusion on your face i thought did i did i dream that i mean surely not right now it's really cool what a cool year for him have his professional jersey retired his college jersey retired i mean yeah i mean you're on a roll you put your future cast in for for quinchon judkins and you just call this one i mean <laughs> i know i mean it's my buy a lottery ticket it is my day uh all right what do we what have you heard anything about the visit to Georgia? I heard the visit went well. Visits go well. Um, he likes the environment. I get it. Most people who mm-hmm. visit Athens like it. 
Um, the strongest that anyone has told me is that they think Georgia's positioned itself in the top three. That's about as far okay. as anyone's been willing to go. And for the people who go, you have no idea, you might be right. Um, who knows? Yeah. He is a kid, and kids do talk to their teammates, and kids do talk to other kids, and those kids talk, and so you have to track the degrees of separation. Sure. I continue to hear the same two schools consistently, and sometimes you'll hear Georgia with them, and sometimes you'll hear Clemson with them, but I keep hearing Ole Miss and Texas, Texas and Ole Miss, to the point where some people at Texas are starting to make comments like, Hey, if Sarkeesian doesn't get Arch Manning, it's the beginning of the end, and you're like, "What?" Yeah, but that's, that's kind of out there. That's what what I've been saying. Um, I think the relationship with 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 Sark is strong, and I think he likes Austin. Yeah. Um, sure. And now it, it, it's. Kind of strange because I've you know every other team that's somewhat in contention at this point is you know a legitimate college town and Austin is not a college town it's no, a no, no no humongous city um, but he likes the vibe there um, but that's that's what I'm hearing Texas Ole Miss it's one A one B like no one uh, those are the two that are ahead of everyone. Um, you know, the people that factor in the whole feelings thing, who knows, right? I mean, I, I don't know. He's But he's going to go to a couple of games. And sometimes for kids, and I've talked to kids, not Arch Manning, I've talked to other kids in the past about this, where they went to a game, and the game ended up having an impact on them, not based on who won, but based on they felt a, a, a pull towards one of the two teams over the course of a, of a football Saturday, and they – kind of started thinking, you know, maybe there's a reason for that. or So, I don't know. He's going to go to that game, and I expect a competitive football game in, in, in Tuscaloosa, and maybe he mm-hmm. feels something, or maybe he realizes that, hey, that's not as big of a deal as I thought it was going to be, and it's going to be easier to go elsewhere. It could go either way. You can paint you can paint that picture however you want to paint it, if depending on your perspective. But, you know, I would think that that's something that he's a human being. He's going to have emotions. And so he's going to feel something or not feel something. And that's, he's going to have that thought, you know, like, man, I'm, I'm really cheering for Ole Miss here. Or, hey, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm so ingrained in this process right now that I'm not even thinking about this as Ole Miss. I'm just, I'm just watching offenses and whatnot. So I, I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, who can fault him for, for going? I mean, it's going to be the marquee game of that weekend, probably of the season so far. It's the two top Heisman contenders, um, you know, the greatest coach of all time on one sideline and the guy that's running the hottest program in the country and the best offense in the country right now. So it's, you know, it's going to be 2.30, but, I mean, it's a prime time vibe of a game. So, oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. It's it's He'll get to watch the way Bill O'Brien uses Bryce Young. He'll get to watch the way that Matt Corral – not Matt Corral, that Lane Kiffin and, and Jeff Levy use – Matt Corral, he's going to get to see a lot of offense. It's a great environment. I think Alabama does game day as well as anyone in the country. Frankly, I think they do it better than anyone in the country right now. Um, certainly in the SEC, their game day environment's just incredible. 
And um, mm-hmm. yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what he what he feels and stuff like that. We'll never know. We might find out one day down the road, but all of those yeah, things, I mean, all a- of those things factor in. And then three weeks later, he'll be in Oxford, and his whole family will be there. And that whole thing, that whole family thing, is either going to be a positive or a negative. And I, I have no idea. I mean, for most people, it would be a positive. Some people. And I'll be honest, there are people out there who say, hey, you got to remember this kid really wants to do his own thing. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I get that too. I can get where you would stand on that field on the day that they retire your uncle's jersey and your your grandfather played there and they've got street signs named after him and your other uncle is the biggest loss in the history of the of the school from a recruiting standpoint. <laughs> and your dad was going to play football there and all of that stuff, your your you know, all of that. I mean, I can see how all of that would be a a a, 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 a big draw, and I can also see how someone would look at that and go, you know what, I don't want to necessarily have to fall and, and run in those shadows. I want to kind of do my own thing. So I, I don't know which way he's going to go. And based on some things I've been told, Zach, I don't think he knows. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's why you take the visits now and you go and – see games in person, you see offenses in person, you talk to coaching staffs, you talk to other players. And, you know, that, you know, that's the thing, you know, what's it going to be? Is he going to want to go off and do his own thing? Or is he going to, you know, you know, Hey, like, I, you know, I want to, I want to go to Ole Miss. I want to, I want to follow in the, the family footsteps. And there's a ton of security in that where he, he's comfortable with Oxford. He's comfortable with what Levy and Kiffin, uh, told him in their, you know, sit down meeting that they had when they're, you know, he was in town unofficially. So the security aspect of that is huge. Um, if you're looking for other type of security, um, look no further than Protection Unlimited, the Mid-South's leader in commercial and residential alarm security. Wayne Lowry and his team have been serving the greater Memphis area and North Mississippi for 40 plus years, and they would love to get your business and or family protected today. Cutting-edge security for your home or business, video surveillance options, monitoring 24-7, 365. You can reach them via phone, 901-754-6510, or email them at info at protectionunlimited.com. Podcast also brought to you by Bluff City Advisory Group. This is a leading team of finance professionals who can provide advanced assistance with financial planning, pension and qualified plan support, and business and estate planning strategies. I don't know if they do anything with uh, sports handicapping, but I saw that um, the line for Ole Miss, Alabama, I believe, is at plus 17 right now. So maybe you can get some strategy from uh, Ben Steele for that. Uh, won't, won't put any words in his mouth. He may, he may tell you no, he, he can't do that. But uh, Ben Steele and, uh, and his team uh, are making it their goal to help you with the ongoing demands of your financial needs. Learn more about them at bluffcityadvisory.com. Software also brought to you by the Barry Home Team. If you're wanting to build wealth with real estate or you're just looking to change up your address, look no further than Rick and Stacy Barry. Over 175 homes sold and more than 42 million in volume closed. They are looking to help ease the process of buying, selling, or investing. So they have the answers and they can give you the options to help you make the best decision and the one that is sure to meet your needs. Call them 901 901- Four eight one six four two zero. After you do that, go ahead and give Saddle Creek Title a call, the Mid South's leader in client-focused, innovative closing solutions. Neil Hannon and his team 
are more than just a real estate closing firm. They are dedicated to going the distance to ensure the ease and growth of your real estate business. Go to SaddleCreekTitle.com or call them at 901-753-1600. Last but certainly not least, Soft Verbal is brought to you by Davis McCord State Farm. Good neighbor service and surprisingly great rates. Look no further than Davis McCord. He is your one-stop shop in Alabama, Arkansas, Tennessee, and Mississippi for the service you deserve at the price you want. Go ahead and give him a call at 901-755-6110 for your surprisingly great rates today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. So I saw where you had a little bit of basketball recruiting nuggets. I had a story on a basketball commitment earlier in the week. Um, Or not a commitment, a visit, I should say. Not a commitment, visit. Yeah. Visit. Just a visit. Going to visit other schools. Uh, Is it Kennedy Chandler? They're going to see him over the course of the weekend. Is that right? Uh, not Kennedy, um, but it is another Memphis guy, um, Chandler Jackson. Chandler Jackson, I'm sorry. Yeah, Kennedy, Kennedy Chandler though he he signed with Tennessee. Um, but you had you had the you had they would, the they would like right. they would like to get him. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, they were in town to see him today. Um, I posted in the chicks. It does look like Memphis is starting to, uh, you know, kick the proverbial tires there and and see what uh what he thinks. Um, I don't really think that Chandler Jackson is, is dwindled anything down. He released a top schools list recently. Ole Miss was included, but it was a semi lengthy list. It was like a top eight or a top nine. Um, so I think he's still mulling over his options, but Ole Miss is, is uh, in town today to see him work out. He's been busy. He's had a lot of different coaches that have been in town to see him. They would love to sign him. I think they're they're in it. Uh, I think they're certainly a factor with how guard friendly Kermit Davis is and how he coaches and he kind of lets his guys play. And then uh, Matthew Morell is from Memphis, and him and Chandler Jackson are, are, are buddies. So um, I'm sure that uh, Matthew Morell is helping them out there. Um, but yeah, you uh, and then you talk to to R.J. Godfrey. Um, there was a little bit of a football angle in there as well his younger brother grant was in town for an unofficial visit um talked to him briefly said he really enjoyed the game even though the weather was terrible he said he still had a had a good experience and um he was there with his family as rj was going around for his official visit i'll leave you with this this is not a football recruiting but pretty interesting news this is from the wall street journal that's my source ancient ancient footprints yield surprising new clues about the first Americans. Reading again from an, an article written by Robert Lee Hotz, he says, At the height of the last ice age, generations of children and teenagers ambled barefoot along a muddy lakefront in what is now New Mexico, crossing paths with mammoths, giant ground sloths, and an extinct canine species known as dire wolves. Sounds scary. Now, some 23,000 years later, the young people's fossilized footprints are yielding new insights into when humans first populated the Americas. Unearthed in White Sands National Park by a research team that began its work in 2016, the tracks are about 10,000 years old and about 1,600 miles farther south than any other human footprint known in America, scientists reported Thursday. Quote, it is, in my view, the first unequivocal or whatever unequivocal evidence of human presence 
human presence in the Americas. During the last ice age, Daniel Otis, chief of science and research at the U.S. National Park Service and a senior author of the report, said of the discovery, the footprints are inarguably human. There you go. Hmm. How about that? Wow. I'll take their word for it. I'm not arguing. Yeah. um, That's pretty cool. Yeah. For decades, many scientists were convinced that humans first arrived in the Americas as recently as 13,000 years ago, reaching the continent from crossing the ice-free land bridge from Asia or by sea along the Pacific coast on the journey from humanity's African homeland. Others argued that they arrived about 16,000 years ago or even as much as 30,000 years ago, but there simply wasn't enough evidence in the fossil record to settle the debate. Now, at least for now, that debate has been settled. So there you go. So there was an ice bridge that went from Asia to the Americas? A land bridge that went from Asia to the Americas. Jeez. Do you imagine walking across that? It would take you a long time. That, and then, you know, it. What if it just breaks? I mean, what are you going to do? You're just out in the middle of nowhere. Well, I mean, it'd be better than fighting mammoths and giant ground sloths. True. And, and dire wolves. Dire wolves sound scary as hell. Like, I don't know, I don't know yeah. what that is, but like... That's like, Game, that's like Game of Thrones right there. Yeah. And you're barefoot in the Ice Age, so your feet are cold, right? And wet because it's yeah. muddy. I, I mean, how is that? It's miserable. What a miserable existence. Yeah. History, man. Scary. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So there you go. It's, we'll end. We'll end on that factoid. Technically, that is U.S. history. So I don't know if you and Carson will cover that, but probably won't get to that right now. We're still, we'll st- we're, st- <laughs> we're still very much in European history. We're oh, 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 it's world history, right? A lot of yeah, a lot of Britain, a lot of France. Okay, some. Uh, some some Dutch history over the week. You just haven't watched The Crown. Cover it all. <laughs> I could. <laughs> and I could tell his teacher, hey, he watched The Crown. Yeah. You know. Now, we've studied a bunch, man. He made and he made an A on his test, so There you, know, you go. But I'm sure they've started a new unit. You know, it's kinda like football. I mean, you get like twenty four hours to enjoy a win. Yeah. And then you got to turn the page, man. You got to turn the page and you got to start getting ready for the next game. You got to, what happened in the past only helps you if you feed off the process that got you a successful result. If you just linger in the past and you don't put the work back in, it's going to catch up to you. And so, obviously, at some point this weekend, he and I've got to pull out this new unit. And get at it because we got to start the process of getting ready for the next exam. It's Bama Respect Week, and I'm trying to give Nick Saban the yeah. proper respect. Got to throw it in the trash. Got to throw it in. Got Yeah, you got to put it away. You got to put it away. You, you can go back and revisit it another time, but but every moment you spend living in the past is a moment wasted when you could be getting ready for the future. It's like Gandhi. It is. Remember the past, plan for the future, but live for today because yesterday is gone and tomorrow may never come. The future depends on what we do in the present. Yeah, yesterday's gone. Yesterday's gone. Don't stop thinking about tomorrow. Don't, oh, it's don't stop. It'll soon be here. Just 
We're covering all bases here on the sufferable. It'll be better than before. Yesterday's gone. Yesterday's gone. So with that, we'll leave you. Have a great weekend, everybody. Hope you enjoyed uh, this uh, catch up on Ole Miss football, a little bit of basketball recruiting. CollegeCornerStore.com is the place to go. Two locations in the Jackson area, but you can go there. CollegeCornerStore.com. We're going to have some giveaways probably tonight on um, on the um, Oxford Exxon podcast, Hand Raise Guys. So look for that. I'll give you an example. Hold on, Zach. I was really worried that chair was going to tip over if I leaned too much further. I've got this from the college corner. It's a grill set. Ole Miss special Ooh. grill set. Can you can, can you see it there? Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, it's really nice. So we'll probably give that away tonight. Have some sort of a some sort of a Pat Forty would hate that uh, spatula. It's a sportula because it says Ole Miss on it. So yeah, he wouldn't like it. that at all. It's got, it's got tongs and a fork and a sportula. Nice. Yeah. I'd, I'd take that. Well, I mean. I guess you have a chance to win it. That would feel like kind of insider trading if you did. Yeah. But you know what? You could go to collegecornerstore.com and buy you one. That's very true. So Don't, don't want to be like Kevin Malone and do insider trading. Right. <laughs> All right well. I, fa- I, found, I found the quote, Neil. I was looking for it. So it's Eleanor Roosevelt. Okay. Tomorrow is a mystery. Today is a gift. That's why they call it the present. Oh, wow. That's strong from Eleanor. You never know what, what you're going to get on this show. You never know what you're going to get. Never know. All right. Have a great weekend. Talk to you guys soon. For Zach, I'm Neil. Take care. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.